Welcome to the Pubcast, your inside look at electronic publishing. From ebooks to websites to podcasts and more, join us as we interview the professionals on the cutting edge of publishing. This is Michelle Peniagua, student at Emerson College, and today on the Pubcast, we are interviewing Lisa Goldberg, the online managing editor at Dig Boston. Thank you for doing this. I really appreciate it. No problem. Do you want to just start and tell me like a little bit about yourself, where you went to school, where you're from, and how you got to Dig? So my name is Lisa Goldberg. I'm the web editor of Dig Boston and digboston.com. Um, I'm originally from Long Island, New York, but I went to BU for journalism. And then basically I graduated and was looking for more experience in the field. I only had a couple internships during school, and they were basically just a lot of like local, like um, Brookline tab, Austin Brighton tab kind of papers. So I was looking for something different. I really liked Alt Weekly from the start. I always read the dig. Like in college, I always thought it was like the coolest paper. I went one day just for an editorial internship, like not really knowing what I wanted to do there. I met with the editor at the time, Jay Pat Brown. And basically I found myself, yeah, I wanted to write, but more, I was like more interested in helping the then web editor Lauren Metter out. Like I just wanted to upload all day. Like I just found it to be the funnest thing in the world. So I basically just became like her little assistant when I was in three days a week. I would just help her with all the uploads. I would go out of my way to do like extra and stuff. I thought it was really fun, like designing on WordPress and using Photoshop and stuff like that. And then as has happened with probably every paper, you know, the website expands and people rely more on the on the website to access their articles that they can't just go pick up at a box, you know. So she needed more help. The way I became full-time was actually kind of complicated because for a while we were deciding like maybe we should start just on the side, just more fun stuff, taking on local businesses' Twitter accounts. So then, like, I got hired basically full-time to be like, all right, let's do that. And, but, you know, that didn't really work out. We wanted to stick more to the dig. So but that's kind of how I got full-time. And I was working simultaneously with Lauren full-time just on the website and doing our twice-daily email blast, the daily dig and the nightly dig. And that's kind of become a whole job in itself because our sales teams do a lot, like, ticket giveaways and promotional blurbs and write about events that are happening in the city. Then basically Lauren decided, you know, she had been here for three years. She was just like, all right, this is great, but next step in my life. So I took on her role. Now I'm the full-time web editor of Dig. That's it. <laughs> what skills do you need or use to do that by yourself? Because I know that we have some interns there, but how do you do that and take that on by yourself without the help of Lauren? So that was the thing is right when she left, kind of like a shock because it went from a two-person job to a one-person job. I mean, we did always have interns, but there's only so much I can dole out. So I just make sure to get a lot of my work done at night or I'll sign things out for the next day. Because I'll have all these things that need to go on the website that day, all these huge features that need not only to be uploaded and like look nice and use Photoshop and design and linking and inserting videos and Twitter handles, but also having to worry about tweeting each article at least once, uh, a lot of times, you know, one to three times, and all the posting on our Facebook as well as managing like our Instagram a little bit, doing our Vine that we're building, um, any emails I get, like press releases for web-only content, editing our web-only content. So a lot of times you just can't look at what you have on the day's plate. I have to always be looking for the next day and the next day. So if I have one light web day where I don't have too many articles that have to go up, maybe just because of like their timeliness or something like that, I have two interns, one each day, and I'll assign them stuff to do for two days ahead just so I can know I can get it done. 
So I basically have them helping me with uploads while I still manage the dig social media so that we could keep the same voice across all platforms. Mm-hmm. What IT skills do you feel like you need or you use throughout the day? Probably not too many, to be honest. I basically just have to know how to use our WordPress or any WordPress. And I just am obviously fluent in that and knowing every little thing we have to insert in. I know basic HTML. You don't really have to know too much, which is how to add links or any kind of formatting, stylistic things. I do do Google Analytics for the website once a month, see what sections have been popular, what pages have been popular, how our mobile platform is doing. So you have to know a little bit about analytics. Besides that, it's not too much IT. You just have to be really good at social media. What's a tool or program that you would love to learn about if you had time to help do what you do? Or have you heard of anything IT-wise or software-wise? We actually just switched our Daily Dig email blast over to MailChimp from before we were using this kind of janky PHP HTML sending service. So I was really happy that I was able to kind of look at MailChimp and it's just super simple and it actually makes the email blast a lot cleaner. So that was a cool thing we did. In terms of other technologies or something, not right now. We do need to vastly improve our mobile platform, which I'm looking at. We're actually, as the new year comes, we're hopefully doing a whole web redesign. So with the web redesign, we'll also worry about mobile and new ways we can integrate things. I would love to have easier sharing ingrained in our WordPress. I know that every week you have goals that you have to meet. How do you find time for additional projects as far as something big like a website overhaul or getting the mobile done? Where's the time for that? Right. It can be hard. I mean, we've wanted this new website for, for months and months. Um, so a lot of times it just takes a while of everyone finally being able to get on the same page. And with any company, there's always things that we have to like worry about first before we can worry about the website. So I've wanted the website forever, but of course we had to first have a new editorial staff. That has to obviously come first now that people are getting settled in their new roles and everything. Then we can finally worry about that. But I guess it's kind of just time management because the thing is, my busy week may not be the same as Dan McCarthy's busy week or may not be the same as like Mark Shepard's busy week, like in sales and everything. You know, it's all different. So you basically just have to know, all right, guys, we're having this meeting next week, Tuesday, usually we schedule it or like at 4 p.m. or something. And then you just have to know if I have the thing to do it tomorrow at 4 and I don't think I'm going to have time for it tomorrow, that means I have to do extra work today so I clear my schedule. All right. I'm going to ask you just a couple questions like about DIG itself. Okay. What do you see is the position or place that DIG has in the electronic publishing industry? Or do you see it having a place in there yet? Our website does amazing, especially for the kind of outdated WordPress system we're using. Our WordPress needs to definitely be updated, which is why we're getting the new website. But for what we have, too, you know, not the shiniest aesthetically-wise, our articles are shared across the country. We've had articles that even just online-only content that I've had has been shared, you know, in California and all over the world. So the fact that we are such a small paper and people obviously are dedicated to the print version as well, but we shine online. We'll have a story that, like, yeah, I'll get attention and print, but then all of a sudden, once I put the online article up, people are tweeting about it constantly. Our social media is, is amazing. So people will be, like, tweeting at us, and we'll tweet back. And as opposed to a lot of other media platforms, we're really interactive with our audience as well. So whenever people tweet at us, it's always a conversation. You know, we don't just let them tweet at us, and we don't answer. You know, it's always like, oh, this is a great article, Dig. Like, where can I find, you know, this product or something? You know, we're always, like, really on our social media and always interacting with our audience. Do you find that has a lot to do with being a local paper? 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's a little bit of both because we do have that target local audience who's been so loyal to us before Dig Boss and we were like the weekly dig, you know, back in the day. They've always been so loyal to us. I see the same people tweeting at me like every day. We have like a loyal local Boston audience, which is great because they'll follow us through everything we do. Whenever we have an event, they're the first ones to show up. Whenever we have a tweet up, they're the first ones to show up. And then at the same time, it is them sharing it with, you know, a lot of people in Boston are transplants. So it's them who have become local to us who are sharing it with wherever they're originally from, with their friends back home. You know, maybe they're interested in it. So I think it's a little bit of both, but the fact that we are hyper-local always does help because people obviously want to know what's going on, like, in their area as opposed to, I don't really care if I can get this beer, like, in Oregon. Yeah. I was going to ask, is there a plan to still use WordPress for the new website, or do you know any details about that yet? I don't know details, the only thing. Come January is kind of when all the changes can start to be made. So we don't actually have a solidified plan right now. There's a couple of different companies that we're looking into to see who can give us the best plan, but we don't have one plan that we're going with yet. What kind of advances in digital technology do you think either help or hinder the electronic publishing industry? What I see, and I don't do this because I just don't like the way it turns out, but the fact that there are so many social media platforms, a lot of media outlets will kind of, like you can tweet onto Facebook, you know, using Hootsuite and other programs like that. And then it kind of just becomes obviously automated and it doesn't look like there's a real person behind there. Websites like that, like Hootsuite and stuff that allow you to post your tweets onto Facebook are kind of hindering it because it's just making it not personal at all. Where do you see Dig and other local Boston magazines going, not just online, but in print too? Obviously, you know, the Phoenix is closed and with it came the launch of a lot of online only publications, which is like if you think about the media or about Michael Murata's endeavor. So it's kind of interesting to think that print didn't pop up in its place. But in terms of the dig, I just don't see us ever being online only just because like we always joke like the dig will outlive the cockroaches, like nothing. We've been through everything. So we'll always have something out there. But in terms of print, I can't really speak to if it's, if it's growing at all, just because that's kind of like the general trend in, in print media right now. Unfortunately, you know, web is rising. All right. Well, thank you very much. This has been the Pubcast. Find more episodes, read our blog, or send feedback by visiting us on the web at www.thepubcast.org.